Yeah. That's the way to do it. Is that how we're starting it? That's how we're I, – I had waited. I brought this from home, and I waited to open it until just then. All right. Mm. Sponsored by Bubbly. Sponsored. Hashtag not a Isn't sponsor. Buble? Like by Michael? Yeah, it is Buble. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm drinking a strawberry – a strawberry <laughs> Buble. <laughs> uh, hello, and welcome to Bare Naked Ladies Are Us, the only uh, podcast sponsored by uh, Strawberry Buble. That also Buble. talks about bare naked ladies. Thank you for joining us on episode four. I don't know how many people are actually joining us at this point, but Hopefully thank you. Hopefully a couple, but hello and welcome. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're glad you're back. There's food in the fridge. You're you're more than welcome to Come any of it. Come on in. Um, today we're talking about the probably, not probably, easily the most famous, most recognizable bare naked ladies album, Stunt. Um, Absolutely. Released in 1998, the year of our Lord. Uh, I mean... It's weird to me. I was thinking today, or actually yesterday, I was thinking about this. But from here on out, nothing about their discography, album-wise, is rocky to me. No. Like I, I, I think the first, you know, Gordon's great. All killers. They're all they're, they really are. There's obvious. There are definitely some tracks every once in a while that that really you know uh, grind my gears. Right. But for album-wise, it's just it's solid. Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, nothing ever reaches the the, the heights of stunt for them commercially up to this point. No. Um. Maybe the exception of the Big Bang Theory theme. I don't know actually how that has sold or anything, but like that's easily their biggest claim to fame up there with right. one week. But uh, album wise, they've it's just been rock steady more or less since then. Uh, my pr- professional opinion. My prof- yeah. yeah. Um, oh, let's just introduce yourself real quick. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm JD. Thanks uh, for reminding. I forgot good about call. that. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not that it really matters in the scheme no. of things, right? But but still, it's you know who we are <laughs> at this point. If you're three episodes into this bullshit, you know who we are, and you're okay with that. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. If you're three episodes into this bullshit, we thank you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So yeah, stunt. Uh. BNL's most popular album by by a landslide. Uh. It, you know. First number one with a bullet. First number one with a bullet. One week. Which we'll, we'll start off the, you know, it's the first track on it, which is, it's always interesting. I don't think that generally the opening track on albums, at least nowadays, uh, becomes like the number one hit. No. You know, I think either with an indie band or an alternative band, they try to try do to something. in the middle. Yeah, they, or they try to do something funky with the first track. You know, they kind of go, oh, let's do something artsy that leads into something. Yeah, or jazzy. Hello City. Yeah, they start off with a little jazz number before getting into the rest of it. But here they just come out with a bang. And I really think the first two tracks are two of the biggest ones off this album, at least that still get played. And um, they just kind of go bang, bang with them. Bang, 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 bang like a gun. Um, Like the Big Bang Theory. Like the Big Bang Theory. That's probably what gave Chuck Lore the idea to create the the Big Bang Theory. They need to be getting more residuals. Seriously, though, how many residuals, how much money do you think they make off of that show alone? Like, yeah, they got. That's an I mean, excellent question. it's like what the longest running sitcom of all time. It's like super syndicated across. I mean, HBO. I, mean, I have just no idea it. how much HBO bought. I, I think HBO that. bought the syndication. I have no idea how contracts work. Is that a residual thing? Every time the episode comes on, BNL gets a cut. Is it? Uh, I think so. I really. I mean, I know that I. I you know, because I used to work in for for a brief hot flash in the pan. I worked in the film industry, oh, and yeah. one of my uh, mentors is a first AD, a first assistant director on set. And he that's the the role that like runs the show, and he was telling me one of like the notes is like you always want to try to uh, do a pilot because if you do the pilot episode of a show, depend. I don't know if this is every crew, but probably like you know the top top few spots, you get residuals you get for the residuals. rest of the show. Ugh. Right, so it's like you do episode one, the pilot of The Office. 
you're secure for the rest of your life. And, and, and I got to think that somewhere in their contract, there were some sort of like residuals. There was no way yeah. it was just like, here's a million dollars, record the song. Right. And we're never giving you anything else after It's probably that. not 10% each time it's played. Probably not it's 10%. probably something. No, it's probably, yeah, it's probably a pretty penny <laughs> or two. Um, but, but no, yeah, first number one hit. Um, the album entered number three on the charts, excuse me, in the US, over 4 million units sold. Ooh. And they just, didn't they, when it was the last year, they just. Ooh. <clears throat> <laughs> I think last year they reissued it for the 20th anniversary. Um, you know, they did a vinyl. They did some bonus tracks and stuff like that. Very um, nice stuff. And it did is they always do a fun. vinyl? What's that? I didn't know they did Yeah, vinyl. well, I think they did I a vinyl know. before that. I think Get it was released. Hands I think that. they just did it. Bad boy. <laughs> um, so, like I said, 1998, July 1998. Uh, you were four. I was going on four. Yeah. Um, do you remember? What a time. <laughs> I loved being four, right? Three and a half to four. I best it every day. I will say my first, and I think we talked about this in the first episode, my first um, uh, memory of Bare Naked Ladies was hearing One Week in the Digimon movie, which yep. I think came out a year, probably a year or two later. So I was actually introduced to them pretty I quick I remember after watching this. it at your place and you telling me about something about this Oh, really? Yeah. Do you really? Oh, cool. Vaguely. I don't, yeah. I because I, I I know that I you know I listened to it and then and there was a big jump because eventually I got like the greatest hits CD um you know right. all our greatest fun one so I don't know what prompted me to get that if unless it was this song years later but um but yeah so this is uh the first album to to feature Kevin as a full time member oh um, yeah again I love though Kevin. Kevin's great he's mostly really great. And <laughs> I, I think his songwriting abilities depending on the I feel like I, I thought know. about this yesterday too as a whole. I feel like Jim's songwriting has only improved. I feel like his songs on the past two albums are some of the best songs yeah. he's written. And it's not a very high bar from the start. No, it's not. And, In I, my – yeah. <laughs> no offense I'm sorry, Jim. Jim. If I ever get to talk I love you, Jim. Jim. <laughs> but um, Kevin has, in my opinion, sort of had the reverse trajectory. Um, and I've listened to some of – is it Kevin and, and the Thin Buckles or Kevin Hearn and the Thin Buckles? Something uh, like that. Yeah. Um, I, of course, I'm uh, forgetting what it is. And Finbuckle, Kevin Hearn and Finbuckle. Um, I listened to some of it, not a lot of it, but in terms of his Bare Naked Ladies discography, discography, some of my favorite tracks and I, are and Kevin tracks. Are, well, some of my favorite tracks by Kevin are his earlier tracks. Yes, there are two or three in the, over the next couple albums. There's one on um, it's either Me or Men. Uh, I love, oh, I love. Uh, uh, I I sh- I'm blinking on the one that comes up uh, on the bonus track of Maroon. It's on the tail end of uh, Powder like, Blue. No, it's something nope. about car parks and shit like that. So I, I remember I can I have this song anyway. Some of my favorite songs that he does, his most recent tracks are some of my least favorite Bare Naked Ladies tracks of all time. So yeah, it's no. interesting though. That, and again, that's just one 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 white man's opinion on something. But it feels like he's kind of gone down. Well, well, I feel like Jim's gone up. But interesting this album, and I, and I and I haven't been able to find anything uh, about this. Only Steve and Ed sing on this album. You know, there's there's no Jim songs, there's no Kevin songs. Not you know, You're not right, vocals, yeah. but I mean like that take no. lead on it. Um, it's only the two of them, and it also seems pretty split down the middle. I mean, there's like a a three track uh, a bunch towards the end that are right, all sung by Ed. Yeah. So I I don't know what but the uh, led into by a three page. <laughs> sure, yeah, but but I think that was more. You know, it's, yeah. it, it it used to be like you know out of the ninety tracks on each of their albums, right. there'd be like seventy from Steve and twenty from Ed, and this is pretty fifty fifty. So uh overall thoughts on stunt just a fantastic album the born on a pirate ship some very excellent songs some of my favorite songs as an album not my favorite collection right right. not steady this was just an entirely different beast i loved every second of it 
I love every out song on this album, and I going through trying to pick my favorite mm-hmm. for guessing at the end was really tough. Yeah, I tried to pick yeah. out least favorite. I don't know that there's a song that I actively dislike so on this album. There, there, yeah, there's no songs that I actively dislike. There's one that I um am fine that I like. I guess. Yeah, it's one of those songs that, and I'm not going to say what it is now, obviously, because it's right. another game. Um, it's one of those songs where, like, whenever I actually listen to it, I'm like, this is pretty good. Yeah. But like when I think about it. But think about the album, and I'm looking at the yep. title right now. I go, I can, I skipped that one, but then yep. I was, I'm like, this is actually really good. But no, there's no, there's no bad track. Um, my favorite on this, I, I, I still have not fully decided, and yep. I, and I hope I will by the end of it because there are a handful that it just keeps rotating. Yeah, between. I feel like I have like four or five where I'm like, this yeah. is tough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and it's also you know this is also their most famous album as a whole because it, you know it sold so well. I remember seeing yep. this. Um, in in family and family friends' homes, you know, just in the collection, this album cover is very uh, uh, it's very famous, right? Like it, it's it's very obvious. You know what you're looking at when you see it. Um, so I I you know the only other notes that I thought about is that I think musically this is maybe the most cohesive album they've done so far. A lot, I think the tracks yeah. some of the tracks sound like the same, but they sound in the, within the same genre. It sounds like the same band right. making it. Whereas when you look at I know Gordon's a far back example at this point, but you've got um, Hello it's City, Keep <laughs> Bedside Manor, Brian Wilson, yeah. all on the same album, which is a lot of fun. But even you look at uh, you look at Born on a Pirate Ship, you got Old Apartment, you got Straw Hat and Dirty Old Bastard Hank, and then you got <laughs> you know like old Dirty Old Bastard Hank, Hank and then you got like you know time, you know it just bastard. seems this seems very cohesive musically. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's great. I think it is. I was listening when I listened to it. A couple of the instruments, a couple of the musical choices sound kind of dated, sound kind of late, ni- late okay, 90s. Okay, fair. But I, what, I, what I love about it is that I don't feel like the production sounds dated. I feel like th- this sound this holds up um, from a production standpoint where you're not like, yeah, this was from 1998. I think there's like, it never is yeah. enough. There's like that little like, wah, wah, wee, wah, 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 wah. Like that's like, okay, that's pretty fucking 90s. <laughs> but besides that, yeah. it, it stands up pretty well. Uh, As someone who never notices anything like that, I'm going to totally agree okay, with you. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're on the you same page You got my today. full backing. <laughs> okay, good. So I guess, should we, you want to just, you know, dive into just it? Just go right into it? Yeah. Let's do All that. All right. Well, number one with the bullet, like we said, one mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get that together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realize it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. While you were playing that, I was looking at, you know, on Wikipedia, they have the reviews on the side um, of, like, for the album. Yeah. And NME, which is a pretty well-respected British magazine that I... Give it a one out of ten. They give it a fucking one out of ten. And I was like, whoa, whoa. So let's see. I saw that, too. I wondered (laughs) if it was just reverse. Even the Bible got it wrong occasionally. Judgment Day will not be heralded by the clarion call of archangels trumpets, but by the trilling ooze of FM rock. What better way to catch humanity so deep in sin that the big lad upstairs will decide that a couple of lifetimes in purgatory will be at le- Okay, what the what? fuck? Let, here we go. What the release of the fourth <laughs> album by Canada's Bare Naked Ladies then should have all of those m- millennial sect- sects grinning smugly. That was the intro no, to this album? That was the, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, smugly. For there's no more vicious indictment of a civilization that laughs at friends and gave us both the Crash Test Dummies and Weezer hits than the fact that these cohorts of Satan have sold six million records and had a number one single stateside with one week. Stunt can be described as melodic, quirky, dull, soulless, and plain, good old-fashioned, horrible. What? Wow. Jim I... uh, Jim Worth is not a Bare Naked Ladies fan. 
to say the least. (laughs) I am speechless (laughs) at that. I cannot believe. That's great. Um, So, anyway. I can get you not liking Bare Naked Ladies, but holy. So, here's the thing about music journalism. I I actually, I think I've... Pretentious much? Well, I, I... I was listening to – I only listened to The Mountain Goats, a podcast where John Darnielle and The Mountain Goats goes through his songs with Joseph Fink, um, a writer. And I don't know if I have uh, done that for something fantastic before, but they were talking about music journalism the other day and, and how, um, you know, the idea that you don't need to know anything about music to talk about it, to, like, enjoy it. But uh, when talking about it, there, he, John was making the argument that music journalism is better when those people have a certain understanding of music, yeah. like of structure and stuff like that. Uh, which seems fair. Which is fair, yeah. He makes a good case for it. And he, and, but, but at the same time – I also, uh, along those same lines, I should say, I, I think if you actively dislike a band, you are probably not the best person to review it because you're not going to be objective. On the flip side, we should yeah. not be doing a like objective review of the next album. Of the next album yeah. Right, exactly. So like, I don't, if you just like if you just ten out of ten, band, don't fucking re- like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so one week. I mean, Stone Cold Classic. I don't know what else there is to say about this song, and we haven't said anything about it at this no. point. Everybody, this is, I, I honestly think this is probably one of the most recognizable songs uh, in, I don't know if I'd say the world, but in, at least in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. Like, it's it's so, just that, I no. mean, it was on. No, I did not get many people who recognized it in Germany. Oh, really? I lived in Germany for a time. It was a thing. And whenever I, I brought up my it. favorite band. No one understood. It's the band I can ladies. So Who was I them? came back. These ladies, and now people recognize one offensive? song, and it's great. Just that opening, like that. Here it's man. Like that's one of the most recognizable things yeah. from like late '90s music. Everybody knows that. They do that all the, the time on one of my favorite things, uh, comedy Bang Bang. Oh yeah, all the yeah. time. It's a running bit. Every time someone says it's been, someone will then go back and it's been. <laughs> it's such. It's just such a cultural thing, you know. Like yeah, that, and then like the Chickadee China, of course, and I think. Because this is and, – and one of the interesting things about this song, I, I'm sure you read this at some point, is, like, they did not expect this to be the hit that it became. Right. Like, it was – they thought it would be a B-side. They thought it would be, like, a throwaway track. But their, but their producers, like, fucking, we're putting no. it number one. We're <laughs> yeah. going out with this. And it, it is a very interesting but I also feel pretty accurate representation of Bare Naked Ladies. Absolutely. Like, it's got the, the humor in there. Yeah. Um, I think this album, you know, we talked the past couple of like not balancing the humor well. I think this does a great job of doing that, of balancing Seriously, the humor. humor. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not being so forceful with it, and right. not being so. Um, it feels uh, like a natural transition. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and even in the songs that it's in, it just feels natural in them. Like it feels like it's part. It doesn't feel forced. And yeah, this is one of those songs where it's just like a bunch of nonsense thrown together. I remember learning the lyrics, and I remember. Um, learning the uh, Sailor Moon line and being like, you know, I feel like when they're in their 50s singing, I'm in tune with Sailor Moon because that cartoon has got the boom anime babes. Like, you're going to go, eh, I don't know. If, you know, that, that was funny at 25, but now I'm 50-something and maybe, you know. Yeah. But it's good, man. It's, it's, it is, it's just good. I don't know what to good. say about it. Like, it's such a cultural classic song and I, it's, you know, it's, it's that song of like if you're a fan of the band and people say, oh, I love One Week, you kind of just want to go, ugh. But at the same time, like, this is a lovable song. It's really good. There's yeah, you want to be like, oh, that's the only thing you know, but then it comes out and you're like, hey, I love yeah, exactly. this song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, this is the one that whenever my 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 wife, who is not a giant BNL fan, I will just go to my phone and just keep clicking it over and over. So it's just, it's 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 been it's been. It's a lot of fun to do. That. Can you get through this song? What do you mean? Can I get through singing it? Like, through? Oh yeah, like, singing along. Oh yeah, it's great though. It's a and it's interesting because like. Lots of um, lots of weird little '90s references, like mm-hmm. the Frantic film, 
Um, like Millie and in the same line. Yeah, Millie. Well, is that? No, nope, that's Millie, not this that's, one. That's that's Gordon. Killing um, it again. But X Files. <laughs> you know, like all these weird little ones. You're like, what are you talking? All right, cool. Um, but yeah, again, it's truly a classic song, and and I think it it has obviously become a meme. But I think you have to have a certain level of respect to become a meme in the first place. Or a certain level of in success. most cases, yes. yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, so I've I've got nothing mad to say about this song. I mean, it is like you said, it's a Stone Cold classic. And let's move on to uh, track number two. It's all been done. done. lot of these songs i was thinking was the first two but most of these songs with like maybe two exceptions well at least two exceptions are pretty tight pop songs yeah you know one week came in under three minutes it's all been done as 326 like yep. they're short nice pop songs and there is nothing wrong with that i Absolutely love not. fucking pop songs man um no it's all been done is great um i love i love like the sort of I, the, the imagery of it just all the different scenes that it says yeah. i think it's really funny all like places yeah, and yeah. And, killer and chorus think, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nice, and perfect sing-along chorus. So here's the, you know, I'm I'm into a, I'm a we're hipsters to a degree. We're into a lot of weird indie music. I like you know. indie. <laughs> I like good like yeah. alternative right, music. Right. I, that's just where I, that's just what I like. Yeah. You know, I don't whatever. I don't judge time, you if you, you know, listen to the radio, but <laughs> but here's the thing is like one thing that I have found myself I'm struggling with with a lot of indie music is like songs that seem to meander for like way too long like i, I don't necessarily want to say like ambient five, music six minute track five six minute like... tracks and there's like not really anything going and i was reading like yeah. a discussion on this because um it's late 2019 right now so all of like the the best albums of the decade lists have been coming out yeah and i've been reading a lot of comments on reddit and stuff and one thing that i agree with this guy was like listen i you know this album i forget which one he was talking about this one never really i didn't really get too into it because there's like there's no hooks on the album and he's like and i like hooks and I'm like, that's, and he's like, and I'm not ashamed of that. I'm like, that's exactly where I fall. It's like, I, you know, I, I, I like love deep hook. musical places. I love those mu- like really vast songs yeah. to a degree sometimes, but I love a good hook. I like a sing along. I like a yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's why I love Coldplay so much is because like their songs are so fucking singable. Like you can get a group. It's just so good. It's yeah. And Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. Right. And all Enough of these songs. Said. That's all you got to say. <laughs> That's our whole Coldplay podcast right there. Viva La Vida. Um, that, that, these guys have – so many of their songs are, are earworms, right? They've got great yep. melodies. They're catchy choruses. And this woo-hoo-hoo is like such a great live moment when you get the whole crowd singing. It's, it's Yeah, a, this yeah. is a nice belter in the car. Mm-hmm. Turn it up, crank it, and sing along, and it's really fun. And it and it's like one thing I did notice on this album, and I don't have any else thing else to say about it. There's a lot of tambourine on this album. I got nothing negative to say about that. I just noticed like a lot of like oh yeah, this has got it a lot. I think it's um uh uh shit. What is it? Who needs sleep? Has some tambourine. There's just a lot of tambourine, but whatever. So yeah, I love this song. I love it. And then we 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 do segue into a bit of a different feel. We sure do. Which is light up my room, which is the first song Ed sings. So um on this album. I'm genuinely interested. There's a couple albu- songs on this album. There's actually three. 
that not that I normally don't give a fuck about your thoughts, but there's this is one of the oh. songs that I really want. I'm curious what you think about this song. Yeah, I like it. It's not. I would not put it in my favorite off the album. Give you a little hint there, but it, all it's, right, that's one out of thirteen I think, that I yep, can cross out. Exactly. It's the only hint you're gonna get. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I have nothing against this song. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's beautiful. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a okay. standout, and I feel like it's more famous than I. I don't know. I feel like this is one that. I think maybe it's just me. But. Well, well, no. I you know it's interesting because I've always had an affinity for it, but I also have noticed that on these um, most recent few tours, they play this song pretty yeah. frequently. And and I'm it's one of those things where I wonder um, if that is like a fan thing that that always goes over well, or if it's like a Ed really likes singing that song, and so they sing it a lot. You know, like I, I it's hard yeah, to tell. That's a good question. And. Just as a side note, I, th- I was reading an interview with Ed, and he was talking about at one point, just like, you know, we've got so many al- – you know, part of the beauty of having so many albums is that you have so many songs to choose from to play live and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, you play, <laughs> you the, play same the same nine songs, and then you cycle through, like, three. Like, there's you, – yep. you're not, like, pulling shit out of Bare Naked Ladies Are Men. You're not pulling anything off of Maroon, like a, a weird – you know – and so I, I, he said that, and I did get a little bit like, dude, I love you, but like, really, like you're you don't you guys don't pull out old tracks that frequently. Yeah, and it's but, it it is hard for a band like them to do that, but to yeah, then turn around yeah. and say that, is no, that, that that made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, and it's the thing, you know, I was thinking this is obviously a, a side a sidebar, but I'm listening to the other day. I was listening to Grinning Streak again, and I'm like, I actually really love this album. Like, mm-hmm. it's really good, and there are so many songs on there, and. Again, I don't like the word true fan, but as someone who has listened to their discography and appreciates it, I would be okay going to a show and having some – Jesus, this Michael Buble is really making me burp. Um, there's, there's <laughs> Sorry, some I'm songs, holding sneezing over here. <laughs> there, there are some songs, like all, so, some of their older hits, I'd be okay not hearing to hear some of this newer stuff. And I, and I get I that they can't do that. I would just love like B-sides or yeah. not hits – where they come out and do a yeah. tour and yeah. specifically just say, you know, we're do not smaller doing smaller shows. Yeah. Do, yeah. Like I think when I, one of the last times I saw them, um, maybe it was the, no, I think it was the second last time. Shit. It doesn't, no one cares about this, but me, I think it was the last time I saw them. They actually played testing one, two, three, which is one of oh. my all time favorite BNL tracks. That and like, either. that was really cool. Cause they don't do that that much. No. Um, but especially, and I know their last tour, they were opening for Hootie. So like right. that makes it a bit different, but I, I so and all I have to say, they do seem to play Light Up My Room more than I would have expected out of some old minor hits. I really like the song uh, quite a lot. Um, it, I have an affinity in general for songs that kind of uh, st- that are about childhood. That yeah. are about it's another memories. nostalgic song. It's very it's... nostalgic, yeah. And I think there are other songs on the album that are nostalgic in way different ways. But um, this very song is very ways. nostalgic in a way of um, I don't know in a way that really <laughs> bless you. Excuse you me. Finally got it out. You need a tissue? Nope. Okay. Um, in, in a way that makes me just kind of feel, fe- I feel nostalgia inside me, yeah. like a warm nostalgia, you know, like that just how it was to be a kid. And, um, I don't know. That's something just in general that I'm really drawn to. I, you know, some of my favorite albums, I, one that I've got tattooed. Well. Yeah. Is, yeah. I've got, um, the elbow album, um, uh, build a rocket boys is one of my favorite build a rocket, rocket boys. boys. Um, it's there's a lot about that about childhood about. Is that the one brain. by Elton John? The elbow, elbow. Build the Rocket Boys. Yes, the el- yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Build the Rocket Boys by Elton John. Yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Okay, I, I thought we were talking about some different <laughs> things. So, so I actually really like this song a lot. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's one that is. 
I don't want to say it's my favorite. I don't want to say it's not because I'm not sure, but it is definitely in the running for it. And I think right, something about right. something about the music, just like the um, the 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 rhythm of the of of Tyler's drumming in the background and the yeah, and, it's very and, melodic and Ed's acoustic. And... Or I don't know if it's Ed's acoustic, but the acoustic in there. Yeah, um, I just I like it a lot. I like Ed's sing. I like his guitar. Yeah, I, know, I like a lot about it. So, um, moving on. Moving on. I can just say I like it a lot over and over. Um, we're yeah, gonna talk, I we're do gonna that do, a lot. <laughs> um, I'll be that girl. I'll be that girl. I like this song. I'm not sure I get it sometimes. There are some yeah. verses where I'm like, I, it's fun, it's upbeat, but mm-hmm. like, if I had a gun, there'd be no tomorrow. Like, yeah, I Steve, think this is one of those. Yeah, a he bit does, creepy. He does that a lot though. He he has a lot of those like upbeat songs that are really dark. Yeah, and and like completely contradictory to what you're feeling. And right. I think this is one of those. You know, I also I, I the thing is that I was looking up. I think maybe the genius lyrics this other day, and so I was looking at like what the um meaning of it was and i still don't fully you know it's kind of like if you know a lot of if i were you this is what i would be doing this is what i would yeah. do but then if i had a gun there'd be no tomorrow you're like okay so is this person depressed and you're saying you'd end it you'd like what it, you know there's um this is one that i definitely struggle with uh meaning wise yeah uh more so than probably any other song on the album and but yeah, i but absolutely. i also I, but, I can't put a point to right. <laughs> almost anything on yeah it. and and i i, I want to say it's like a um uh the instrument i think it's like just a, an accordion that they're playing but i really like that that um that beat in there i guess you know yeah not that beat the fucking riff the do 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 whatever it is i like that a lot um yeah accordion there it is kevin played that of course kevin played the accordion oh, of course track four um i like that bit in there and and i think it works really well and there's i like it a lot musically yeah and i and i even like but even the chorus melodically it's yeah. catchy but but like meaning and I do love the it's time to kick off the, like when he yeah. goes to that refrain I really like that but no it's a it's it's definitely the most I guess confusing one to me I guess you could say but I enjoy it I'm a fan I enjoy it too uh, track numero uno dos tres cuatro cinco so leave. is is good i i i th- this is one where whenever i get to the um uh chorus like the do 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 do's i like that part of it yeah um something about the verses seems a little bit dull to me um and, and but again i do think it has some great harmonies that's the thing that i really like i think the do do do's and in the later verses when everybody else kind of comes in and echoes what's what ed's singing i like those a lot yeah um this is i from what i understand is about steve's brother Right. Um, and like you know, it's just apparitions won't leave me alone. Like just kind of being haunted by your brother. Yeah, there's a couple pretty tangible verses there. When yeah, you have to read that. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to read too far into it. Um, but uh, but no, it's 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 a yeah, I like it a lot. I, I liked it. A, I liked it a lot. It's um yeah, I like it a lot too. And multiple listens preparing for this, I felt like the outro may be a little bit long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sort of takes a while to wind down there, but yeah. I like it a lot. Should we move on? 
I'm getting a little thirsty. I think I want some alcohol. Uh, releases a single, um, got some radio play. Got some radio play. Great track. Good song. Good. You know, it's one of those that like the go- to me the way I take it is like the point of the song is overindulgence, right? Like, yeah. it's not. It, it is not necessarily promoting the idea of of being a drunk or drinking a lot. No, but I well, also, he, he just open face says that. At one yeah, point exactly. Whatever. And so, like the line that's, between. That's why I kind of like it because you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a drink, and I don't necessarily I do think not. there's anything wrong with. I'm known um, to like a good beer. A, a good one, though. You don't like a bad beer. I've, we've I talked about that a like lot. A bad beer. I've offered you a lot of bad beers, and you will splash them in my face and yep. get them right in my eye. Take a sip, and I'll spit it right back yeah. out at you. <laughs> and it's you're like a fucking like snake man. It goes right in my <laughs> eye too, from across the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, it, it's one of those things where I, do you know the band Ghost? Have you listened to them at all? Uh, no, but I believe like, I've heard you talk about yeah. that. Yeah, so like, I love Ghost. I love their music. They're like, they're kind of like a heavy rock. Um, but they have this whole like satanic thing going on about them. And like, I'm I'm Christian, and so I I you know I saw them live, and it's fucking insane seeing Ghost live. Like that the set the 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 Pope guy uh, the lead singer kind of dresses as a Papa Emeritus, what they call him. Uh, and all the, these uh, nameless ghouls, I think is what they call them, nameless souls, or like the rest of the band. And, but like there was one part in the concert where they had like these nuns come out and like everyone in the front row took like a fake satanic communion. Oh and I was gosh. like, this is where I draw the line. Like this is a fun show. I'm starting <laughs> to feel a little uncomfortable here. Um, and that's yeah. kind of how I feel about this song where it's like, you know, it, it, the, the song is tongue in cheek, right? The song is talking about, and I have a song like that on my EP. Um, King Inc.'s EP uh, Lost Machines comes out November 1st so it's definitely out by the time you've heard mm-hmm. this it's but I have a song alcohol. on there it's got <laughs> not a cover there's gonna be a lot of similarities no there's a song on there called The Hangman that's kind of about like knowing that that's, uh, well, I, there's it started as a much deeper thing about just like um, like self um deprecation and like okay. thinking purport, look, thinking down on yourself but I was trying to find a way to sing about that b- without making it sound like an emo song yeah. so I did it under the guise of like when you drink, you become somebody that you don't necessarily like, like that, you know, that certain things are elevated. Sure. And I always want to be the person I don't like, I, said, I don't really drink a lot, but I always want to be like the mysterious cool kid. And I think that came, it's a, that's a hangover from high school, yeah. but I just talk more. <laughs> like, I just, I, like, I was like, no, 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 hear me <laughs> out. You know, like, I just like, I, I want people to hear my thoughts on chat. So I, with this song, like, you know, the whole song is tongue in cheek. Anyway, I'm doing well. I have nothing wrong with this song. I no. absolutely love this song. This is a great encore song. They play yes. a lot. And yes. I think it, Ty sings it now. Ty sings it now. And he does a fantastic job with mm-hmm. it. This mm-hmm. is another one of those songs where they switched off and it does not feel like they skipped a beat. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a great point. And I think one week's another one of those songs too, where, you know, um, uh, Kevin and, and Jim take over Steve's parts. I think Kevin sings most of it. Sounds great. It still works, you know? Um, but no, alcohol is a great, it's a fun track, man. I love that song just a lot. A good song. Yeah. And it's just like the most banging on there. Like that's just, it's, it's when you are starting to feel a little buzzed, that's what you want to listen to. And then you come down the next morning, completely hungover, completely and sad and sobered. You and you get a call and you answer <laughs> like, they're not, they're not funny bits. No. no they, 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 like I said earlier, I said, whatever, you know, I'm feeling thirsty. That's not funny. 
no one's gonna listen to this and go that was great do it again <laughs> but i can't help myself do it like no it's just no that okay, yeah whatever I, no. play the play the song all right Uh, I I love this song. I, I think this is one of the very first songs that like real. When I was listening to, um, getting into the band, this is one of the first ones that really drew me in. Um, I love the singing back and forth. You know, l- lyrically, it's one you can always relate to. You know, like yeah. I'll bring you back, but I swear to God, if you screw this up again, like I will be I the first one to like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember. So you were in our band in high school, Harbor Coat, but you were briefly. In the, yeah, and towards the end of the the band. And when we first got together, there were four of us. When we first got together, we didn't know who was going to be the lead singer. And I wanted to be because I wanted, to, you know, I wanted a driver's seat. And uh, a couple of the other guys in the band are a little bit more hipstery music guys. Um, and one of the guys, we started talking about Bare Naked Ladies because I think it's one of my favorite bands. And they said, oh, do you like that song, Call and Answer? And I was like, I do. And it was kind of like, oh, shit, they like this song, too. And so we, he started playing the guitar part. Jordan started playing the guitar part for it. And I was like, oh, let me try, let's, let's turn the, the mic on. I'm like, I'm going to sing it. And like, I was so bad because like, I had never <laughs> taken any vocal lessons at that point. But I also just was like, even now I can sing the song now, but I was off key. Like I wasn't hitting the right note. Cause it's like, I think I was like, I think like it was the wrong <laughs> note and flat. And so it, that was when they were like, you know, maybe Jeff should be a lead singer. <laughs> and I lost it because of this fucking song. You but just got overexcited. I got overexcited and I couldn't hide it and it was my own fault. So no, this is another one that makes it on the greatest hits, their first greatest mm-hmm, hits. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to question that. Yeah. And, you know, it is definitely one of those songs that is um, this is absolutely a Steve song yeah. where I feel like if the band were to try to play this, uh, then, you know, the four the four piece now. I don't, I don't see that really working. Yeah, I just, I don't, I can't see Kevin singing it. I can't see Ed singing it. Um, and yeah, I think, I think this is, uh, this is, this is a, it's kind of like break your heart, where like the ending part of it, where Steve's just belting, right. rebuild over and over. Like that's just that is such a Steve song. You can't take that away from him. I don't think. I don't think so either. I know you mentioned Song Genius, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was looking at some of those, and a lot of times they're. It's just fantastic. It has mm-hmm. a lot of insights to the yeah, song, what yeah. it's about. This album, it was horrible. Most really? of most of the songs, it was like, leave the fifth track unstunned. <laughs> and then it just like went in a totally different, different direction. Uh-huh. Alcohol, it was like, alcohol, everyone's true love. That's all it said. <laughs> and then this one was the other one that I really liked. And it just said, Stephen Page, spelled wrong, uh-huh. at his finest. His voice is fit for the opera. <laughs> That's all. I mean, all it's, it's, it's a good about. insight, but like that's it. But yeah, <laughs> all you know, looking on the brighter side of life, that is better than what Jim Worth had to say about it. This, and enemy. this is very true. So I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give that guy too much. But trouble. we will not speak of Jim Worth anymore. I, just, I want to make sure not I'm saying Worth a whole lot. That was really good. That Thank was you. really clever. Thank you. So again, I just want to make sure, like you've talked about being a comedian. I uh, yeah, jokes I'm like thinking that, about quitting. Like that I don't think you're thinking about quitting this. Yeah, to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> you, you think about quitting your side podcast yes. that you record once or twice a month. Yep. to be go- These few hours need to be spent working on Yeah, the bits. trouble I'm going to have is somehow bringing up Jim Worth. 
Yeah, that's... because it's not like he's. I don't have the no, backstory on this BNL right. album, and then how am I going to transition? And you're going to gonna do all of that just pun. for to say he's not worth a lot. Yeah, that's the that's the punchline. Okay, that's, that's my closer. Okay, <laughs> that's what you walk off stage. <laughs> you guys have a great. Thank you so much. Just after you say that yep. line. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, um, track eight again. Um, thirteen songs on this album. It's still pretty hefty. Um, you know, it comes in at fifty-one yeah. minutes, fifty-one minutes, seventeen. Like it's. A, I don't know, man. Something about that. Like they're again. Even nowadays, when my favorite artists come out with longer albums, I'm excited because I want more of that. But that does sometimes damage the the good, yeah. and I don't think it does here. I think this these are they're 13 solid tracks, but um, it's still pretty long. It's still pretty long. So it's still pretty long. Uh, track eight. Track eight. In the car. This song features one of my favorite unsung hero instruments, a melodica. And you can hear it towards the end of that clip. Um, it kind Until of it brings the melody. Uh, no, it's 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 kind of it doesn't bring the melody. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, it's like it's like a blow. Uh, this is a really unmusical. It's like a blowy keyboard where uh, you actually you kind of hold it like you would like this, like okay. a giant dong. And then you blow into it, and then you play the keys kind of like this. And REM used it a, a bunch. Uh, I, I used it on one of my tracks on the King Inc. EP, Lost Machines, out November 1st. Everywhere you can buy physical copies at facebook.com slash King Inc. Music. Um, and, but, like, it's a really – it makes a really cool sound, and it, it does it, – it's a really kind of – kind of accordion sort of a sound. Um, but I, I love a melodica. I love a good melodica, and it was, it's, it's great hearing that here. Um, what are your thoughts on In the Car? This is another one of the songs I, was, I wanted to hear your, your thoughts on. Yeah, this is another one that's – I get it. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's not – I don't know. I go back and forth on the chorus, mm-hmm. especially between – I don't know. The whole theme of this, I go back and forth on whether or not I like it or not. Sure. I, we're just like, oh, we, <laughs> it's just mutual masturbation. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> we it, were never really making love. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's one of those – It's. I don't think this is necessarily a good thing. It's one that I can relate to a lot. Just the feelings of like looking back on past relationships and like sure. things that seemed so serious at the time. Um, but as as you get older, and this is my interpretation of it, right? So I'm not saying this is right. Um, as you get older, things obviously become. You look back at yourself and go, "Why was that so serious? Like, why was that so scary or so? Why important? did that? Why was what that, that so big to me? Right, exactly. Time? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think why yeah. was I that freaking wasn't out making about love? That? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I made love to mutual mom. masturbation. What? Right. Um, and, and so I don't know. I and yeah. I, something this does go into that musically that bundle that kind of goes in the light of my room and I'll be that girl. Like they those seem musically more similar like they're, they're kind of more right acoustic based um acoustic driven not acoustic based. yeah musically thematically they're yeah. both a little similar but yeah. i think for me i like the not <laughs> i don't know i like the other way well i think it's just bit. weird I, I i i out of those ones that we mentioned especially this versus i'll be that girl i yeah. i like this one a lot more i like i'll be that girl but something about this i don't know if I think it's got a great. I don't know if it would be the refrain or the chorus, where, but it's like, I love that line. We were looking for ourselves and found each other. Yeah, that's I, a great I think line. like I that is one that I can relate to a lot, right? Like you're trying to, 
figure out who you are in high school. Like there are people that I can, ex- I can specifically think back to and be like, that is that person who was like, they were there at the right point in my life for how, what they needed them to be there for what I needed, what right. they needed me to be there for. And, and they're not, they're memories now. They're, they're not, you know, active parts of your life, but that's what they were. And they were a vital piece in moving your life forward. And so I don't know. I, I, I think I, I get a lot of the out of this song. I, I think it is difficult when it is just weirdly explicit like that. You know, I yeah. love the little play of like my tongue inside her ear, my tongue inside her, and then goes to the next line almost like it's being cut off. Yeah. But also, like you said, it was mostly um, mutual masturbation. Like that's just a very – it's not like, you know, like fucked in the co- – you know, it's just like a right. weird explicit. And I don't have anything wrong with that. Sure. But, oh, I know. I, like, yeah, I know that you're, you're not like that, offended but, by that oh, word. Oh, no. No, no, no. But uh, – <laughs> I am not willing to go there. Uh, but I, I think personally, I just prefer the, uh, like, light up your room. That sure sort of nostalgic way yeah. to go about that versus yeah. this one. I relate to that more. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I, I can totally, I, I, I don't even, I totally agree with it. It's weird because, like, I think, and maybe I'm the odd, odd one out in this because I like. Well, of the I, two of us, yes. I, well, no, but I, well, I, I'm very nostalgic. Shut up, fuck yeah. you. I'm very nostalgic, <laughs> but also like I like being nostalgic about the bad things from the past, like uh, not like death, but like I like thinking about my past relationships, uh, not like in a way that I wish I was still in them, because they all end. Some of you know, some of them ended pretty badly. Yeah. But I like thinking back to that and thinking about those times and be like, man, in a weird way, like those were the times. And again, I, I'm not one of those people who like high school is the best or like college was the best because being an adult is the best thing, you know, but I, there are things like that that I look back to and I'm just like, man, it's life was just simpler then, you know, well, I, sure I remember one simpler, time crying to my mom because sure. I was, I was in a long distance relay across the state of Michigan, right? That's long distance when you're 16. Um, because sure she is. wouldn't drive me halfway or no, her, my, my girlfriend's mom wouldn't meet us halfway for this date because she had to work. So the deal was like, my mom had to drive me all the way across the state and back for this date. And she didn't want to do it. And my girlfriend was like, you know, I don't think we can really work out if we don't see each other this weekend. So I'm like, mom, I need this. Like, I, you know, and like, now I think back on that and I cringe at myself, but it's also like, those were your priorities. Like life was just simpler back then. So it's um, pretty easy to relate to your mom. Like what the hell is she going to do? (laughs) Go and drop you and just hang out for a while. I'm with her now. I'm totally on her (laughs) side now, but it's just funny that like, I don't know. I think there's, there is a nostalgic feeling to like, um, thinking about the times that didn't go well, because I think you, I, I learned from those times. I've become right. a different person and it is weird to like be, cause, cause I talked to my wife about this. She's the same way as you. It's like, I don't want to think back on those times because they were bad, but I'm like, I don't know something about it. I like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I've got a problem with nostalgia. I, I, I don't think I'm necessarily that. It. I don't like, like to think about it, but it's not an active thing for me. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, I, I, I really like this song. It's not my favorite. I mean, so there's, there's my hint Oof. for you. It's not my favorite, but I mean, Sweet. I would not be surprised if it made it like top three or four. Okay. Um, but I, but I, I do love that song. So. I, I would be surprised or I am surprised at that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be surprised if you were to tell me that it would um, be in your top three or four. All right. Let's move on to track nine. Never is enough. Never is enough. I never had to spend a summer planting trees. Never worked my way through forest inch by inch, doubled over on my hands and knees. Never spent a single day in retail. Telling people what they want to hear. Telling people. I was looking at the credits of this song, and Ed's actually. Um, Ed is credited as Employee of the Month, July 1985, on track <laughs> nine, which is great. 
Um, I love this song. This is a fantastic I, I, song. I do think it is, a, like I said, it's got a couple things that are a little bit dated yep. uh, in terms of production and in terms of instrumentation. But I love this song, and this is one of the few that, like, this is up there with One Week to me in terms of, like, the song. I think this could have easily been a single. Um, yeah. I don't think it was ever released as one, not from what I'm looking at. Uh, I think this is a great I don't know. This is just like a great example of a Bare Naked Lady song. Like it's got that humor in the lyrics. It's still relatable. It's got a great chorus. Musically, it sounds a lot like their bigger yeah. hits. I I love this song and I and I'm they kill it with the lyricisms. They have a lot of those. They do. Yeah. Really cool lines. Yeah. Thing and the, and like you know one thing that I love with Ed is that his lyrics always seem to bounce really well. Yeah. Like between lines, you know, like um, there's one that I always oh um, an oh well what a letdown from yep. I think it's me or men. He has that line that maybe if I two. jiggle it a little, it'll open up on it. So I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. just love that because it, it works music, like lyrically, it works well. But it, it also just bounces fun. so well. Yeah. And I think this has a lot of those, you know, never worked my way, doubled over, inch by, or never worked my way through inch. a forest, inch by inch, doubled over. Like it just goes, hands and knees. Like yeah. there's so many little phrases, but they bounce so well from each other. They play, so. Yeah. And a lot of them are really tangible. I like the, what is it, retail one? Never spend yeah. a single day in retail. And yeah. then talking about just telling people anything they want right. to hear to and make you know, a sale. I did have one thought yesterday for the first time that this is a bit, and this is like super 2019 PC. It's a bit of a privileged song to be like, I never had to do any of these things because I never want to do it. And it's like, oh yeah, nobody yeah. fucking wants to work at Meyer, right? <laughs> it's not like the people who are there uh, love that. And like they have opportunities to do other things all the time. Sometimes they do, sometimes they, they don't. So I did have the thought like, eh, that's a little bit like privileged to be singing about, you know, but I get his point. Like, it's yeah. like, don't do shit you don't want to do. Uh, and so I get that. But um, but I don't know. Again, that doesn't ruin the song for me. I love this song. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I it, It's one that I'm weirdly passionate about because I, I just think it's so good. I, I do really, too. I really love this one. Can't shit. say enough good things about this song. Should we, So because of that, should we just move on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's enough. Who needs sleep? It's down. I can't cheat. I can't Good stuff. Yeah, man. It is good stuff. Yeah. There's something about it that – something about it, and I mean it's like – I don't know if it is repetitive. It's definitely repetitive. It's definitely repetitive. I, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe something about it gets a little old for me. Yeah. And and I think it's – maybe I like overplayed this a lot uh, years ago, and I saw it live. Like I, I think they opened with it one time I saw uh, in, in Ventura County. Um, I love the song. I, I don't listen to it as much as I used to, and I, I think it might just I go be, back and forth on it. Yeah. And, I, and it sounds a lot like um, Never Is Enough in one week. It's got that same instrumentation, like the the, the, the heavy guitar stuff. Right. Um, heavy acoustic guitar kind of going throughout. Um, but it's just, yeah, something about it is not quite up to the level of Never yeah, Enough Yeah, and, and I think me. it might just be it's a little too repetitive. Because, like, especially sure. towards the end, they you know, they do it where, like, the, the, they do the chorus normally, and then they do it where, like, kind of, uh, Ed is singing the first line, and then you got Steve's like vocals in the background, and then they go back to singing it normally again. So it's just yeah. kind of a lot. And sometimes the the bridge, like the so much joy in life, so many. Like sometimes that gets a little old for me. Yeah, but I, I love the verses, and I, this is why I've, I've always talked about the verses are an example. 
bless you i love the guitar play that ed does in this just like the plucking like that burner dinner like what you know just like through but it's the thing that i hate about that i love about it is that it's between chords you know like it's not like that's just what he's playing in it he'll play a chord and then he'll go like it's just i i don't know man that's the stuff that like that's i want to be that good at guitar yeah right like it's he can do stuff that um it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of nobody um, else can uh oh shoot what's that um uh, did I say that out loud? Like yes. that guitar play where it's like, like it's just it's between chord. Yeah, I don't know. Great, great instrumentation. Something about it's a little, in, I guess, annoying. If I'm being honest, it's a little bit repetitive. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, but again, if if they played it live, I'd be psyched. I would be very excited to hear that song live. I I think this is about not being able to sleep. You know, I haven't dove too deep into it, but it does seem you should work for Song evolve. Genius. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> Someone's another, tired. <laughs> another break from. Track 10 is about insomnia. <laughs> you found my username, motherfucker. Yeah, yep, I get it. I, I mean, oh, yeah. It's, and that's kind of fun, though. Like, it's fun to I, – I feel – and I don't mean this as, like, they're simplistic, but, like, it, there's a lot of songs that they have and that other people – a lot of songs where it's just, like, this needs to be really deep and about a lot of stuff. But it's, like, this is about that I can't sleep, and I'm going <laughs> to sing about not being able to sleep. Um, so I like what it a lot. enough enough for you, people? Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on yeah. to uh, Told You So. Track 11. Let it go. I like a lot of the little things in this. The do you, It's just something about the way it all comes together. Yeah. It's a little bit more twangy than usual. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it's it's probably the one that I forget the most off of this album. And then whenever I listen to it, I like you said, I just go, This is so good. Like I know. I, I love the cool lyrics. Little I love the, the riff melodies at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I don't know why I forget. I don't know if it's because it's buried, you know, maybe that's part of the issue of having thirteen songs. This is track eleven. So it's not even like it's the finale. It's no. literally just buried so deep in. But it's really, really good. And this is one that I would like to hear more. I mean, A, I can listen to it more. But I mean, like, even live, it'd be good to hear this song more. And um, I, I really like it. I don't have a lot of deep thoughts on it. No, um, neither do I. What, do you have anything on Song Genius for this? No, I think this is another track 11. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm done. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, really love this song when i listen to it and i don't give it the time of day that it deserves i don't think and I don't, maybe yeah, maybe I think no that's one fair. Really does. and i think that's a lot when you have so many songs going yeah. back unless you're doing full album listens yeah it does tend to just get exactly and and i think ultimately that is i i guess the biggest thing i'd say is that that is just a casualty of a 13 song star-studded album yeah right like it's it's 13 great tracks a couple of them are going to start to be left in the, in the in, right in, it's in hard the to remember all 13 when you're yeah yeah. Um, so should we move on to some fantastic? Yeah, some All fantastic.
just another fantastic yeah, song. I really enjoy that one, man. And and I think that also toes the line, you know, that that do da da do. Like I don't know if it's a some some percussion instrument like the xylophone sounding thing. Yeah. I think that is the thing that I can see people being turned off by that because it is, you know, it leans on that sillier side and whatnot. Um but but it's so it adds to it, I think, and, and I don't know. I, I really dig that that um, that instrument in there. I think it works, uh, but I can see that being the um, the push away that people have. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's got that weird that weird stuff in there. I really love this song. I I think I'm not sure I get the lyrics sometimes. I love sure yeah the lines, mm-hmm. but as a theme, it like goes back and forth between like a an inventor and someone who's like in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's just I mean what I take from it is the idea of like there's a lot of things. I would, I don't want to just repeat the lyrics. There's a lot of things I would like to do, but like none of those things are as great as it is to like be with you. Right. Like I, I don't know if it's, and maybe you could call it sacrifice or just like trying to, t- trying to communicate. Like I would rather be with you than do these things. Like, yeah. you know, it's, I, yeah, that's how much you mean, you know, but in a fan, in a fantastical sort of way. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily have to draw a lot of meaning from every song if I'm going to no, like it. No, I've, but yeah. when I'm listening to it so much and thinking about it, I'm like, Oh, this kind of tracks. And then it's all oh, losing self-respect for myself. And right, then I'm right. like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, how, how does this all tie together? Yeah. No, I don't but, uh, yeah, it's I, good. Know, I it's love re- this song. Yeah. And again, it's a, it's a buried track at this point, but it, yeah. it's a very solid song. I really enjoy it. And one that I'd like to hear more of. Um, Oh man. It's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. So maybe you need to go to sleep. And... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I just can't follow through with that one. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the final final track on the album, "When You Dream." When you dream, what do you dream about? When. What do you dream about? So, when you dream, what are your thoughts on this one? I I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the house down and make it real heavy for a couple minutes All here. Right. So, um, I've always liked this song. I've always liked it. Um, yep. it's definitely a, it's one that I used to um, I, very fittingly, you know, I used to have a playlist I'd listen to when I went to, when I went to sleep because I always like to have some sort of noise. And for a while, it was music. This was on that. It's just it's. It's beautiful. It's a be- yep. musically, it's beautiful, and even just the background noises, you know, of, of like the wind chimes or the xylophone, kind of just yeah. being. I really enjoy the the atmospheric stuff. Um, but I was uh, so by the time this comes out, we'll have, we'll have talked about it more publicly. But a few earlier this year, my wife and I miscarried uh, about twelve or thirteen weeks into. Uh, yeah, I told you I was going to go as, as heavy as I know how to get lately. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we miscarried, you know, and that was easily the most difficult thing that we've ever, that I've ever experienced that we've right. ever gone through. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And part of it is like, you know, it's not, it wasn't supposed to be, you know, from a, from a, from a religious standpoint, we look at it as from a spiritual standpoint, this wasn't the right time. This wasn't supposed to happen. Right. And, and when, when it does happen, it, it will be the right time. Uh, but there is still is the loss of a child, right? Yeah. Like when you, that there's, that's something that you cannot separate from that. It's like you lost a child. Um, and I, yesterday I was listening, I went to the gym and I, when I was on the treadmill, I listened to this album through, I was on the treadmill for 51 minutes. Like I'm not a fucking like super runner. Um, but upstairs I had a very kind of cinematic moment where I was, I had gotten dressed for the gym 
I left my room halfway down the hallway and at the end of the hallway is our nursery and the sun was coming through and the door was slightly open and I could see the rocking chair. And so I just went into the nursery and just kind of like stood there for a couple minutes, just yeah. kind of being sad. And then I um, uh, went to the gym, listened to this album. This song came on uh, towards the end of the run. And I was listening to the words for the first time. Like, you know, I know that it's when you dream, what do you dream about? But I was listening to the words. And I'm like, this is about his fucking infant son. Like, this is about his son uh, and just wondering what they dream about. And I fucking lost it on the treadmill yesterday because I was like, especially in a, in a, in a, in a, in a moment of like, not only uh, what is your, you know, your baby child dream about? Like, do yeah. you dream about Jesus? Do you dream about quantum mechanics? Do you dream about this or that? Not have like having that taken away, being like, what would they have dreamed about? What would that kid have grown up to be? I lost it, man. Um, but no, so so this song took on. I mean, again, literally yesterday it took on a completely new meaning to me in a very uh, heavy way. But um, but I but because of that, you know, that's that is like the beauty of these guys is that on one album, and people might say like the pros and cons. I look right. at it as the beauties of them. They start with a song like One Week, which is complete nonsense, but an absolute blast. And they end with a song that like speaks super to deep, a miscarriage to me. Yeah. You know, like something, you know, like so super deep and meaningful. And and a song that I would not like, you know, at the time when we, whenever we do have a kid, that's not going to be a song that I feel weird playing. You know, because that's just going to make, you know, that is a, a, a lullaby. That's how I think of it. It's a lullaby. It's a yeah. very beautiful lullaby. So um, so I I love the song. I really do. Uh, it's it is, I think now it is going to be hard for me to listen to moving forward because yeah. I haven't listened to it in full since yesterday. Um, but because of that, I, I love it more than, um, than I used to yeah. 48 hours ago. So, um, I, I would imagine you like the song too. From Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. I don't know if I have much to say other than that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I it's a really that. beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes the intro can run a little long for me. For sure, yeah. Up until when Steve comes in. Yeah. But uh, it definitely – it's very atmospheric and trying to set something. Yeah. And I think I – so I – I think it's fine. It's just on multiple listens, you're like, you're like all right, yeah. I'm ready. Okay, to, let's get through yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's – I get after I, – I get trying to reset after some fantastic. Like, you need to kind of like, okay, this is what the song is going to be like. Right. But also, like you said, if, if it comes on in the car, you're like, okay – now I gotta skip thirty seconds or so or whatever to get to the actual song. This, I mean, Elk, not Elka, sorry, call and answer clocks in at just under six minutes. This one is just over five. Like, they're, they're yeah, it's defi- definitely a longer one. Yeah, yeah, but but I don't fault it for that. No, I think it's great. Um, yeah. So overall, I mean, again, very cohesive album, very yes. solid. I think you know, I don't not having listened to all of their most recent stuff too too recently. I think it is the, their most consistent and most solid album from beginning to end. You know, like I think most. Yeah, of it's hard to take much away from this. Yeah, and and I think that's part of the issue is because it is thirteen tracks and that's heavy. Yeah. Um, do you want? Oh, do you want to go? Yeah, that's the, what I was. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. gonna get into it. Uh, there are two, potentially three bonus tracks on this mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. I'm not sure I understand everything that goes into it, but there was. Uh, apparently a limited edition version that had mm-hmm. these two bonus tracks and then they recently released the 20th anniversary edition yeah, with last year. Yep. two bonus tracks and also get in line which we're not going to go over because yeah get in line was from king of the hill and, and that, that was one of those songs that always seemed way more prominent to me than i thought it seemed like a yeah. big part of the discography but because it's on their best of their right. greatest hits i was like this is one of their big songs and like it was on a soundtrack it's a great yeah. song though but uh, yeah, but so, so we'll go two. into the other two uh first is she's on time She's on time, 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 
Yeah, again. I've got a couple of thoughts about this one. <laughs> Go and, ahead. Let's hear them. All right. So the first, uh, it's it's pretty catchy, but it's also like it just feels, I don't know. I, I don't it, like yeah. how catchy it is for the subject matter. Right, right. And I mean, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything against someone who feels that way, but I don't like it displayed that way yeah i mean i, I mean or, I again I, I understand the feeling of relief but it does definitely <laughs> seem like an irresponsible like you know you were yeah. irresponsible now we're celebrating that your your yeah. stroke of good luck the way it's singing is imagining me a guy running down the street just yeah. like jumping up and she's on time and, and I, again i i, I hope uh, to think to a degree i mean you know steve's married at this point yeah and, and pregnant with their second kid so i think it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek hopefully but yeah. But yeah, it definitely does feel. I think like it's, uh, this may be more so than what I was saying about, talking about alcohol earlier, where it's like it's really catchy, but like something about it just it's feels not wrong. quite as tongue in cheek. It's like right, <laughs> it's yeah. as in your face with what it's about, right, but it's, right. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It, I don't mind music, it. Mu- musically, it feels like it belongs on page one. Yeah, to me, sure. Yeah, His I can see that. Solo I can see album. That. Yeah, I got that. I can get that. I get yeah. a lot of the the up and down, the bumpy, you mm-hmm. know, bouncy. Yeah, he has a lot. He has a lot of that, especially on page one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's again it, with bonus tracks. It always feels weird because sometimes you listen to, sometimes you listen to a bonus track and go, "That's killer!" Like that could have been a main track. Yeah. And then every other time, there's a reason they're bonus tracks, and you're like, "Yeah, that's fine." But then because of that, you're like, "Well, the song, like, I don't know, it doesn't hold much value sometimes." But yeah, let's move on to "Long Way Back Home," the other bonus track. Long way back here again. I should have known. You would just um, what are your thoughts on on Long Way Back Home? Uh, similar. I like it more than She's on Time. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. It's different stylistically than mm-hmm. some of their other stuff, but I like it. It's, I don't know, pretty slow. I don't know. I can see why they left both of these off. Yeah, the I, I definitely can. I agree. I, I don't mind. I, I agree. That. I think this one's better. Um, I don't think it sounds too much different than, than some of their stuff, I, especially if you no. think of things like um, things that was fun. I don't know. It kind of just has that sort of feel to me. Um, but I, but again, even things that was fun, like that was only on their greatest hits album. Like it's not like they right. put in a, a main album. Um, I don't mind it. Again, I can see why they left it off compared to all the great stuff that they had. I think this is one of those cases where like this is a – a six out of ten and when you've got seven eights and nines and right. tens like this is what's gonna i th- let me put i think a better way of saying it is i think this could have made some of their other albums i could see this being a yes. track on some of their other albums um but because of how great this one was uh it, it was not yeah great. i don't have any i like the song but as succinct and complete as stunt feels yes it feels like it was the right choice. It absolutely was. Yeah. I completely agree. It definitely was the right choice. Yeah. Uh, as always, real quick question before we dive into our favorites. Um, do you know what song they recorded naked off this album? I do. Yeah. I feel like it would have been a solid guess. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol. But yeah. It, it definitely would have been. That, yeah. that would be my first guess too. I tried not so I could guess, You're but right. I accidentally yeah. read it when I was doing research. This one, this one does seem to come up more that I see this yeah. more often where it's like, oh, and the song they recorded naked was, was alcohol, which alcohol. again, yeah, I get um, yeah. Which is a good good track. So, you got your favorite pick? Do you think? Uh, yeah. So I've got. I'm gonna let you do a little something a little different. Okay. I really struggled. Yeah. With this one. Okay. And so I have two that I can name for best and worst. Oh, okay. So I will okay. give you because we're tied up until this point. We've each guessed, I believe, one. 
right. one and two. So I will either let you go Wait, one, double one, or nothing. Oh, right. If you get both of them, you get two points for each. Or you have a double shot to guess it because there's two of them to get one point. I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I've gone to Vegas three times. I've only gambled one of those three times. Yeah. I came back $5 on the positive. Ooh, I am a conservative so a gambler. No, I'm a conservative <laughs> gambler. All right. Meaning I would rather take two guesses worth one point each than double or nothing. And I'd rather what? Okay. Yeah. I, I would rather be like, oh man, than lose and not get any of the points. So, okay. Um, so two for each, you said, right? Two right, two wrong. Yes. Um, so here's part of the problem though, is that I also have the same thing. I've got two songs I think are my favorite, but one that's definitely my least favorite. Okay. So let me do it this way. Then I max, I can get three points. Even if I get all four, right. I only get three. Cause you just get less opportunity. Cause I only have three things total. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're going for all of them. I'm going to try to guess all. Cause of them. I was going to say what I originally meant was you get one guess for each. Oh, and so I just have a double, and oh, you just okay. have a double chance. I thought you meant I. Can, we can go either way. <laughs> I think we do it this way because I thought you meant I have to. If I get all four right, I get like four points. Yeah. But if I get one wrong for the two, yeah. That's what I was meaning. Fuck if it. you went, yeah. clear the air. I'm gonna guess four times. All right. Each I can get maximum three points out of it. Okay. You can guess three times. You can get maximum three points sure. out of it. All right. But they're not tied to each other. Like, if I get one right and the next one wrong, I still get to the third one. All right. You get the fucking rules of the game that we've I created do. here? All right. So for your least favorite, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Told You So. The wrong. Oh, damn it. Really? Yeah. All right. Fine. In the car. Yes. Okay. All right. And then the <laughs> other one I bet you was I'll Be That Girl. Uh, the other one was When You Dream. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so you're pretty in, indifferent. Not indifferent. But yeah. Then, okay. So I got one right there. So I got one point for... For the second guess, and then for your favorite ones, see, it's like I'm gonna say alcohol is one of your favorites. Wrong, Jesus. <laughs> um, one week, wrong, jeez. <laughs> I said, no, 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 all right. no. Um, it's all been done. You didn't talk like what, what, what? All right, fine, you tell me what are your two favorites? So, on this album? <laughs> Never is enough, okay, and some fantastic. Oh, okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. I went back and forth between one week, it's all been done, and those two. Hmm. Hmm. And I I have a lot of like, 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 like. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So I've got one that is definitely my least favorite, and then I have two that I would take uh, as um as my favorites. So I'm going to go for call and answer as right. favorite. As favorite? Yeah. No. No? But you get another guess still. <sighs> Never is enough. Yep. 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 That is one of them. The other one. Is the other um, one one week? No. See, that's the, that's yeah. the hard See, thing with that, right? It's yeah. one of those just classic songs where you're like, it could be. Right. And, and I think it's one of the best songs. On, so I think that was a fair. Oh, man. I don't know. Want me it's, just, it's, tell yeah, you? just tell me. I'll light up my room. Okay. I nice. love it, man. I really, really love it. Least Ooh, favorite. Least favorite. This is a tough one. Not for me. <laughs> It was close, but it was also pretty clear. I mean, yeah. from my end, it, it was not difficult to, to, to decide. Is it told you so? No, it's not. So already, already we we're both still each both got one more point. <laughs> we opened it way up and, and, and did yeah. any better. <laughs> oh, man. Is it leave? It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just don't care for it. Like, yeah. I, I, it's fine. Like I said, and I think when I listen to it more, I go, yeah, it's pretty good. 
but I, I really don't like the verses. I think the verses weigh it down for me. But yeah, favorites would be um, Land Up My Room and Never Is Enough, and the least favorite would be um, Leave. That song can leave. That song can There we go again with those classic hits. Oh, yeah. should do a, we should do a duo comedy act at this point. Um, so overall, <laughs> I'll yeah. set them up and you knock them down. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, so overall, like I mean, there's not much else to say. It's a great album. Great it, album. It it um it is very worthy. I'm sure, and I've read this in interviews. It was a very strange feeling for them to go from um some mild success with Born in a Pirate, Born on a Pirate right. Ship, to like everywhere with stunt. And they never, you know, I was reading an interview with Ed, and he was saying that you know they never were like in front of Rolling Stone or on the front of this. Like they were really culturally important, but also were never like a mainstay. Uh, people, not like right. you know their faces no matter what, you know, right. um, and and they followed a lot of success with Maroon. They definitely got had some hits there, and then I think from there on out, I'd say it's generally Plateaued like fan albums. Yeah, you know, like uh, I, I I really do feel like BNL are a band that have a huge fan base and will very dedicated very dedicated fan base, and people will always see them because unfortunately for the for outside people, it is a bit of a novelty act. They'll they'll go to see. One, I mean, I've we've got. I don't know. I'll have to tell you this after we had some friends from high school who went and saw them earlier this year, and I was like, people that you know very well, um, and I was like, man, they're totally. And you could just tell from the captions, it was just like that's just a novelty trip, man. But like, there's so much more there. So I think from from everything to everyone on, it was very much like these are they're doing different things and they're being yeah. very interesting. But I. I I can't imagine their fan base expanding from from anything. No, it feels hard career-wise like typical career trajectory mm-hmm. for a band to come back and expand a lot at yeah. this point yeah oh absolutely like certainly it's available for like people like us to find them and come in but to like hit huge commercial success yeah, yeah. again I sp- I mean, and it I feels think, like a weird trajectory for that to happen and they were definitely able to do that with the big bang theory theme but yeah. what's so interesting is like i think that that technically you know steve's on there so that's before all in good time but like all of their all in good time and everything since then, I, I especially think about like Silverball and Fake Nudes. It's like those are albums for their not for their fans, you know. So they make them for for the right. general audience. I can't see those albums like breaking barriers and getting people like discovering Fake Nudes and going, I got to go through their back oh catalog, right? Like I, yeah. I and I don't mean that as an insult to the guys at all, but it's just I can't see that happening with those songs. But that's um, fair. So. Uh, let's move on to our something, something fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, um, what do you got? I, again, with most TV and movies, I, most TV, I should say, I'm normally like behind on something. Like I'll get it. My wife and I will get into a show a year after it was huge. Yeah. So we, after, um, I find, I've wanted to watch it for a while. We finally watched the first season of Barry. I don't know if you've seen that good with Bill show. Hader. It's so good, man. I loved season one. Obvi- and again, I tanked through that this summer. <laughs> both season one and yeah. two. I haven't seen two yet. We haven't. Found, we have to find that still. We watch okay. it legally. I don't know. I, don't, you, I had an HBO trial for oh, okay, Game of Thrones. Okay, cool. And so I so you, just watched yeah. it all in a month. Well, that's the thing. One was great. It's so easy to, to barrel through. So we're, we're going to find a way to watch two soon. But um, it's Bill Hader is amazing. Like yeah. in season one, not to do any spoilers, there's one scene in particular where like his dramatic acting is beautiful. And then, of course, I know that this is – he's all over the, the internet. Noho Hank is one of the best characters in like TV history. I love Noho Hank. Um, <laughs> so, I yeah, my something fantastic is Barry because I was – you know, won some awards. Bill won in, um, for best actor in a comedy and stuff. But 
Um, cool. It was one of those shows that really lived up to the hype for me. Yeah. There was a lot of hype around it, so we finally sat down to watch it, and it lived up to it. Um, it's also funny, you know, like like I said, we lived in we, we worked in film for a while. My wife worked in casting um, for some big names. She did Stranger Things, um, Westworld, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, Wilfred. yeah, Wilfred. She did Wilfred. Yep. Um, what's the other one she did? The other Red Oaks. I don't know if you ever saw that one. It was on Amazon. Um, the, I think she did Prometheus or Co- Alien Covenant. I think. Um, so she, Logan Lucky, you know, again, all these, so really cool. If you've seen Logan Lucky, you should see Logan Lucky. It's really Logan good. Lucky. It's got Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, um, Channing Tatum. It's really good. Ooh, anyway. 007. Um, yeah, 007 himself. Yeah, it's, you didn't see 007 Logan Lucky? So, um, so, but anyway, so like, it's so funny to watch the, um, the acting group because it's like, we both know or knew so many people actually like that. And you can tell it was written with like knowing yeah. those people, because like it's it's kind of silly to watch it. And like I imagine like if my if people who didn't know the film industry watched it, they're like, "Wow, those people are cringy," or they're like really over the top. That's what they're like. Like nothing against actors, but like that. And the beauty of it, and the thing that I think they do well in Barry is they highlight the community feel. Right. Uh, be, you're part of something when you're in those groups, and I think that is that is one of the best things about it. And that's why it's so great. But. There's so much cringe when you look at an acting class, an Ooh. acting group, and and yeah. um, so so yeah, I I I, I it's just it was very relatable, but I, I think Barry is, is is something fantastic. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna plug or something. <laughs> I'm not gonna plug. plug. Did you I have anything to do with this? Zero involvement with this. <laughs> uh, but I've been really enjoying the Good Place lately. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, love I the good place. recently found it this year and binged the whole first couple seasons. Yeah, and that's something I sit down and watch with my sister a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just great. It's you know yeah we're, we've there's we've watched everything besides the season airing right now which I believe is four that's on TV uh, right now I think it's yeah the, it's season the, four there's three episodes that have and then will five be the last one or is uh, four this the is last the last one? one so there's just the four yeah so first of all that's great I love that Mike Sher yeah. is doing that but I also I was telling Jean, my wife when we, Jeanette when we were probably about halfway through season three I was like what's so cool about this show is that it's so far off from where it started like what, I know I, and not to do any spoilers but like. The, the what's happening in the show where they are the, the plot is is so far removed from that first season but it still works so well yeah that and whole you're first on season it felt like them. it was like a all right and I'm, I'm on page i get what's going on mm-hmm. and then it went off the rails yeah just at the end yeah and it's completely it works, kept going and, but and, it works really and you're well. still so you're still so engaged with it. no so yeah. yeah i we love the good place and it's i remember seeing it once i don't know if i was at the gym or something but i remember seeing a clip of it on TV and because it is a little weird, you know, like there's like the, like the CGI stuff. I saw mm. one of those clips and I think it was actually like one of the cocoon, one of the characters or whatever. Yeah. And I, like, I think I saw that the day I was like, what the hell? But then we started <laughs> watching it and I'm like, it's quirky. It's, yeah. it's definitely quirky, but it's hilarious. Great, great cast. I have a um, lot of really laugh out loud moments with that. Yes, show. exactly. Yeah. But, they, but they come on so quick. I mean, yeah. Ted Danson is a national treasure. He He's so it. funny. He's so, so good. Yeah. So um yeah we we love the good place too that's that is a very good that's very fantastic so yeah um what's so, our yeah. email as that, always if you have any questions comments concerns please let us know at gmail dot com any concerns we'd love to hear yes. um like I said at this point my EP or King Inks EP which might be me might not be who knows yeah. um is out it's got six tracks at least two of which are really good. The other four are, are bearable, um, uh, and that's out. It's you can get it on all the streaming platforms. There might be some CDs left. There's almost certainly some CDs left. So if you want one of those, they're pretty. They're cool. There's a lot of baby photos, um, 
but uh, that's all I got to plug. Um, yeah, as podcast. I said, I plug the good place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that you had a lot to do with. You've sure watched did. it. You've you've attributed, yep. contributed to at least one streaming of every season. I sure have. Um, so great. Um, do we still have a sign off? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Bye.